drink it in, drink it in, drink it in, man. It is picked up by the line, coming back right side, 25. Picks up a block at the 30, it's at the 40. Drink it in, drink it in. Drink it in, drink it in, drink it in, man. Rolls to the right, Stafford throws deep. Got a man out there, Enzo, touchdown to Torbeyer, Marvin Jones. Drink it in, drink it in. Touchdown Detroit Lions! Cornbread! Drink it in, drink it in, drink it in, man. Detroit Kool-Aid, Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers, welcome to the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. I am your host, Eric Oakry. This is going to be a big show. This might be the biggest Detroit Kool-Aid cast in our couple years of doing this. There is so much going on with the Detroit Lions. We are going to get it all into it today. And it's probably going to even bleed into our Friday show. That's right. We do a pod on Wednesdays and on Fridays talking Detroit Lions right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. I mean, this is the only place to go because this is where we serve it up so that you guys can do this. Drink it in, man. Grifka, please tell me. You got some Honolulu Blue Kool-Aid with you because this is a big show. This is a big few days. We got lots to talk about. Fans are excited. I'm ready to go. How you doing this week? Oh, my gosh. It's just I'm still like kind of recovering from like everything. It's just every day there's something different with this team. It's like almost it's good news that, uh, you know, who they're bringing in, you know, what coaches they're bringing in, everything like that. I mean, there is that little bit, you know, where the fan base is a little divided on, but still, I have to say, I'm doing good, doing good. Absolutely, man. Let's not, we don't mess around here on the show. We serve up that Kool-Aid. The people want to get fired up. They want to hear what we got to say about all this. Let's just, let's just go hit the old rewind button and go back to about uh, Wednesday, I believe it was. Press conference for Brad Holmes, the new GM of the Detroit Lions. I mean, Grifka, here's where I'm at with it. It was a 25-minute just debacle to start this press conference. We got Sheila Ford, Hamp, reading off his paper. We got Rod Wood getting befuddled by every question asked his way, not wanting to say anything, acting like everything is secret service. I mean, he just had no clue what he was doing. But once these guys got out of the way, I mean, Brad Holmes got up to the podium. Uh, I mean, Sheila Ford Hamp made it sound like we were just going to hear the greatest speech, the greatest human being of all time, based on what she said. You know, my opinion, Holmes got up to the thing. He was confident. He was comfortable. He had some energy, a little juice, a little mojo. Got up there and, uh, you know, seemed to answer questions pretty well. I know a lot of people were pretty fired up about him. I know we did hint on this kind of our last show. uh, I think it happened just before we recorded. And, uh, you know, we're we're a little bit kind of, you know, I I was a little bit, you know, not as excited. But I went back and listened again. I liked what I heard. Obviously, with all the other things that have occurred, which we'll get to, I'm even more excited. I mean... Did you go back and kind of hear this, take some notes? Are, are you kind of on board with Brad Holmes, or is it a wait and see for you? Because I, I liked what I heard second go-around. It's still a wait and see. Um, I, I realize he has, you know, was very loyal to the Rams, and he had input on, you know, talent 
and who they should draft. But once again, his name is the one, you know, making all the decisions now. We've heard that uh, it's going to be that collaboration. It's one thing you mentioned last week that you're kind of worried about, all these talented people that they're bringing in here. But ultimately, everything falls on him. So, yeah, I'm still kind of a wait and see with the guy. First time that he really has his hands on the wheel. So, you know, at this point, though, I mean, like you said, it's kind of going in a different direction. No place they went before. So, you know, I'm waiting to see, but I'm still looking on the bright side of this. Grifka, like, I'm going to have to find some time. I mean, life's busy, life's still crazy, but I'm going to have to find time. And, and you miss your opportunity because when I finish that long rant slash question, you should have hit me with a Brad Holmes. Do you know what a Brad Holmes is, Grifka? What's that? You should have, before you answered with your uh, intelligent response that you just gave, you should have said, you know what, Oakry? That's a good question. That's a really good question because I'm going to have to make the Brad Holmes mega mix, which is every single question the guy was answered or asked. He said, that's a good question before he went into his answer. Don't make me get on you, Brad Holmes, because I already got the Jim Caldwell, uh, things of that nature. We got uh, what um, obviously was a, a, you know, a can't. a Caldwellism. Well, we got Matt Patricia with his old from that standpoint, and we got the we got all the Grifkas. Everybody knows the Grifka gimmicks. I don't even want to go through all those. But Brad Holmes, don't say good question after every question, and definitely don't say de- good question when I don't know the DB ask you a question, <laughs> when some of these other goofs ask you questions that couldn't even comb their hair before they went on this and they got put on the old Zoom call. That that made me laugh. There's no doubt about it, but. I mean, not every question is a good question. If it's coming from a reputable source, there's probably a handful of guys on there and a few that don't ask questions that would ask you a good question, but the rest, don't say that. So that's one thing with uh, Brad Holmes. Had to get that out of the way. Grifka, you mind if I just rumble down a few things I wrote down? Because I did take some notes. You know I am the the work the workhorse of the show. You know that I put in that time, that effort, and, and everybody knows you uh, – I don't know, you show up like a minute before the show and we, we hit the red button and go, you know, that's kind of what we do. So you mind if I read some of these off with all the hard work I put in? Yeah, feel free, man. <laughs> Grifka, let me edumacate you on some things Brad Holmes said. First of all, he wants to take a deep dive into, hold on, wait for it, the entire roster. Love to hear that. God do that. He said technology, Grifka, is an accelerator. Now, this is one thing that caught me because there's been some interviews out there where he says he uses analytics, but he doesn't, you know, it's not like the end-all be-all and he still uses his eyes. Yet, Sheila Ford Hamp and everybody else acting like he's some analytics nerd. He's going to you know, bring technology. First question, Grifka, don't answer. What were we doing before? Did we know what a computer was? Did we even have a draft board? Or did Bob Quinn use a 3 by 5 card like you do on draft day? I don't know. Uh, other things he said, um, he's going to treat it like a basketball team when he talked about his front office. He said intangibles are the separator of success. He said passion. I don't have any room to budge on that. <laughs> passion for football. Um, gosh almighty, I got so many. He was offered a PR job by the Lions. He turned us down. Now he is accepted as the general manager. His Uncle Ruff. Griff, could this is where I let you get back in. Uncle Ruff, former Lion, high pick. Do you, do you want to give the people a little history? Do you know anything about Uncle Ruff, Luther, as he calls him? 
No, I do not, actually. I feel bad. I did not uh, look up this guy, but then it just would have been me hitting Google. So, yeah, I don't know Uncle Ruff. Grifka, this is your wheelhouse. What is the uh, high pick by the Lions right in that, that heyday when you were probably a big fan? Man, you let me down. I thought that was right to you. Anyway, let's keep it moving. Uh, he said it's a retool rather than a rebuild. He said he's very well-versed in the 21 21- 2021 draft class i don't know kind of like me um he said he's going to surrender the results to his process it says he has a process you follow that the results will come he said i have a lot of confidence in his plan and process uh, he said it was a kind of a pinch me moment during his second interview and he said he told himself this is where i'm supposed to be uh, wanted to be the best at any role he was ever in. It was getting coffee, taking people to the airport, being a scout, and now being the GM of the Detroit Lions. And uh, let's see what else I got here. Um, he wants to be thorough and diligent through the process. He wants to uh, have Detroit fans be passionate, have great characters. They always have. Um, one, one of the Rams slogans he said that, I, that resonated with me, it, it's not uh, the first one they kind of ran with, we, not me. You know, Grifka, kind of like on this show where it's like both of us, it's not always just about you all the time. I mean, I know you say you're the billboard of the show, but it's kind of both of us, you know what I'm saying? Uh, building blocks on defense, but he, he obviously knows there's some issues there. As I know we'd all like to know who those building blocks are because we only have maybe one or two. Um, he just said diversity is important to him, uh, aggressive in, in all ways that he does things, uh, building the team, the staff, everything. And, uh, yeah, he's just going to hit the ground running with the head coach once he was named. Grifka, you got anything to say to that? Because the head coach was named, and that's where I want to go next. I got some big-time things to say about the head coach. That head coach, like I said, just didn't seem like it was on anybody's radar. Came out of nowhere. He was nowhere anybody we named who they thought. And we were we were all pining for a whole bunch of other guys then. This guy comes out of nowhere. Yeah, he was a former line. He was more of a blocking tight end than catching. I'm reading stuff like people are like, looking for his highlights. Couldn't find any. What's because he he wasn't Tony Gonzalez, okay? I mean, he blocked people. He only caught like 20-some passes in his three or four years here. So, yeah, let's give the guy a chance. You know, he's, he's definitely excitable. Got it like that. Okay, Grifka, you transitioned us into head coach. You kind of blew my, my setup I had. Anything else on the GM? Or you set with the GM, wait to see what picks he makes, wait three, four years, and then you'll t- tell him he was right or wrong. Is that your plan? Man, you know me. That's how that's how it always goes, man. I'm like a fortune cookie. <laughs> All right. Let, let me tee up the head coach, Griffka. Dan Campbell. Dan freaking Campbell. This is how you intro our head coach, Griffka. Not with all that garbage you just spewed out. We, we go with this. This place has been kicked. It's been battered. It's been bruised. And I can sit up here and give you coach speak all day long. That uh, None of that matters, and you guys don't want to hear it anyway. You've had enough of that shit, so excuse my language. We're going to kick you in the teeth, all right? And when you punch us back, we're going to smile at you. And when you knock us down, we're going to get up. And on the way up, we're going to bite a kneecap off. All right, and we're going to stand up, and then it's going to take two more shots to knock us down. All right, and on the way up, we're going to take your other kneecap, and we're going to get up, and then it's going to take three shots to get us down. And when we do, we're going to take another hunk out of you. Before, before long, we're going to be the last one standing. All right, that's going to be the mentality. 
Grifka, that's Dan freaking Campbell, head coach of the Detroit Lions. Tell me that you're ready to run through a wall. Tell me you're ready to play for this man. Tell me that we're sick of it and we're not going to take it anymore. He's definitely a coach that's going to get a team excited. If his if his speeches, pregame speeches, halftime speeches are like that, that team better be ready to run through a wall for him. I mean, come on. Like you said, all these other coaches, they've all, like, you've had, like, the, the Caldwells that are all like, hmm, yeah, yeah, I, I got it. Mild manner, that's the way he is. Then Matt Patricia just seemed very standoffish. Yeah, we seen videos after, like, wins in the locker room, and he's, like, cheering and, you know, kind of hyping up the team. But obviously the team didn't respond to what he was. But right here, how can, how can the team not be stoked to want to go play for this guy? I mean, they got, they got to be hyped up, you know, just to, like you said, run through a wall, man. This guy's talking about biting off kneecaps and taking chunks out of other guys. And I hope they don't take that literally on the field because then, once again, that's personal fall. But still, I mean, how can you not want to go out and just want to just mangle the other team with this guy as the coach? Grifka, I, I, am, I am trying to get the fan base hype. I know the fan base. It was like a 95% approval rating after this press conference. And you know why? You know why, Grifka, that everybody was so fired up? Here's why. You've had enough of that shit. <laughs> exactly, Dan Campbell. We've, hey, Matt Patricia. You've had enough of that shit. <laughs> hey, Jimmy, my Reverend Caldwell. You've had enough of that shit. <laughs> We're sick of all this, and we'll get to other things later that are going to big impact this team. And Dan Campbell also gave me a quote. When you start spouting off at the mouth, Grifka, and I don't want to hear it, I'll just drop it on you. You've had enough of that shit. Uh, that's my new that's my new get you to stop you've had enough of that (laughs) so dan freaking campbell here's your little quick mega mix i edit it this even sounds better than the long version i just gave you welcome to detroit dan freaking campbell we're gonna bite a kneecap off we're gonna smile at you we're gonna take your other kneecap we're gonna smile at you and when we do we're gonna take another hunk out of you we're gonna smile at you we're gonna be the last one standing all right that's gonna be the mentality grifco we're taking we're taking, we're biting kneecaps. We're smiling at you. We're taking hunks out of you. We're smiling at you. We're going to be the freaking last one standing. You hear me? That's going to be the mentality. That's going to be the mentality of this show under Dan Campbell because we're simply this. You've had enough of that. We've had enough of it. Absolutely. Grifka, like, I, I thought he was off the rails on his press conference. I thought he was all over the map. I thought he was no nonsense. I thought he was honest. I don't know if he can draw up X's and O's like I told Logan Lamarandier from Sports Illustrated last week. I don't know if he can out-strategize the other coach. But we're about to get to it that he brought in a, a heck of a staff as well as they're making some other bold moves that lets me think, this guy's not messing around. I mean, Dan Campbell feels like he's going to be a piece of Detroit. I feel like he's going to be a guy on the sideline that, I don't know, is going to get excited after a good play, and I don't know, maybe jump down a ref's throat when we get screwed. Who? When, when might we, we get screwed, Grifka? What teams might we play where Dan Campbell might have to bite off a kneecap? Oh, especially oh, when we're playing Green Bay next year and they're all sour about how their season ended. You know you're going to be feeling it then. Um, I think, what, San Francisco, there's going to be another one, too, that, you know, they're kind of back on their eyes, especially if, you know, number nine ends up out there. But we'll touch base on that later. And then, of course, I mean, whenever we play the Steelers and the Cowboys and the Patriots and the Giants, 
You know, exactly. Get calls that, against us. That's when Dan Campbell is going to have to get up in somebody's grill and do some work. You know when else Dan Campbell's going to have to get up in somebody's grill? When when Jamie Collins or some other bumsky on our team is just loafing out there. When people aren't playing football the way it needs to be played, Dan Campbell ain't going to sit over there. Hopefully we're not wearing masks in 2021. He ain't going to sit over there with a mask over his face, his hands crossed, and doing nothing like Matt Patricia did towards the end of his tenure. Just absolutely no emotion, nothing. Same old BS answers. Griff Cook, are you with me? Tell me you can't wait until the first Dan Campbell postgame presser. We ain't going to get any of this, so, you know, I don't want to speak on that, or, you know, the, the we'll go with what the referee's called, or things of that nature. He, he ain't going to do any of that. He's going to tell us exactly how you feel, and I, I absolutely love it. Thank goodness. Finally, somebody with, with some stones. I want to hear him after the first practice. Because you know he's going to have expectations there. He's going to bring the team in before. He's going to tell them what he's looking for. And then if it goes out, I mean, yeah, me and you were there, and we saw Matt Patricia kind of make him run for dropping a pass, and we were like, ooh, man, he's going to work these guys really hard. But I think Dan Campbell's the guy that maybe the players will respect a little more. I mean, it doesn't look like, you know, you know Matt Patricia's taking laps around the Golden Corral, you know, buffets. You know, Dan Campbell's actually out there taking laps with the team. So like, go run a lap for dropping a ball. It's like, screw you, coach. You come with me and you run it. You'd be huffing and puffing after 10 yards. Dan Callen be like, okay, I will race you and beat that guy. So, yeah, he's, he's, he's going to be a fiery coach. I can't wait to hear his first one after he really gets to see the team together. Exactly, man. Like, tough on him, but he's been a player. He knows. He also has brought on some smart people. Like, I think it's going to be that good mix, and then it's all going to come down to what do you do on Sundays? Do you win ball games? Does that excitement translate both to the players and the fan base? And then what are your results? Do you win and lose? Are you able to draw up game plans? Are you able to put your players in the best position? One of his best quotes, again, I don't have a whole Dan Campbell uh, press conference sheet because it was about two hours long, uh, but one of my favorites was towards the end where he said, you know what we're going to do? If you got a corner that can't cover anybody, we're going to go run out routes on you all day with our best player against your worst player. If you if you can't man up in the in the on, at linebacker, we're going to run DeAndre Swift on on wheel and, and yak routes all day and carve you up. I was like, thank you. Finally, somebody that knows how to just exploit the other team rather than running some hooham scheme that doesn't work. I mean, figure out who's better than the other guy and go go to work on him. Yeah, like you said, he might not be the X's and O's guy that's going to be able to draw that up in the dirt, but I definitely think he's brought some guys in here that can do that. So, Grifka, I'm all fired up, as you can tell. We got to talk about a certain quarterback. We got to talk about the offensive coordinator. We got another front office person we got to dive into, and so, so much more. Like I say, loaded Friday show as well but let's let's go ahead and take our break let me calm down let me bring it down a little bit because I'm gonna need my breath after the break because we got something big to talk about and you know what it is oh baby wait I gotta drop for that too oh baby that's what me and every other Lions fan was saying on Saturday afternoon and evening when this big shocker went down everybody we're going to talk all about it after the break. Please listen to our sponsors. We'll be right back. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. 
Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. What's going on, everybody? This is your host, Derek Oakry of the Detroit Kool-Aid cast, and this is normally where I tell you about some of our great sponsors, but today I want to tell you about my other Lions podcast. It's called Believe in Lions. And that's spelled B-L-E-A-V on the Believe Podcasting Network with both myself and Lions legendary safety Benny Blades. Yeah, you know who he is. The hard-hitting safety Benny Blades played for the Lions. He also played for the U. You know what it is. The University of Miami, those Miami Hurricanes. He mentions it multiple times the show. Benny loves to talk about his hurricanes, his lions, and I love to play this soundbite on the show. We have a ton of fun on that show. We laugh, we joke, we talk lions. Like I said, he brings up the hurricanes. I talk about my Michigan Wolverines. Um, it's, it's a really fun show. Benny loves the lions. He tells great stories from his playing days, as well as uh, we're just rooting on this team. We B-L-E-A-V in the Lions. So please go ahead, find it on your favorite podcast platform. Hit that subscribe button and check it out. Share it with a friend. We really appreciate it. So check out Believe, B-L-E-A-V in Lions with myself and Benny Blades. Thank you guys so much. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. What's going on, everybody? We're back from the break. Thank you so much for listening to our sponsors. I think we have got Anchor as our sponsor still. Go check them out if you want to start your own show or definitely um, you know, make sure you hit that subscribe button for this show. Um, you probably heard an ad, too, from my Believe, B-L-E-A-V, Believe in Lions show with the one and only Benny Blades. That's on the Believe Podcast Network. Really having fun with that podcast as well. We're, we're doing big things. Wednesday, this show. Thursday, Believe in Lions with Benny Blades. Friday. Grifka usually gets me all stirred up here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast, or as he says, the Detroit Kool-Aid. You know how we do. So, Grifka, it went down Saturday. I was literally sitting here, and I'm getting, I'm seeing on the old Twitter machine, like, Matt Derry is putting out, you know, hey, I might have some big news with the front office. Everybody's going crazy about that. And then there's some some rumblings all of a sudden about Stafford having some trade considerations to San Francisco. Like I'm I'm getting like all these notes and all these messages, and all of a sudden I put my phone down. I'm just sitting there, and my buddy Chops he actually came over for the big fight, the big McGregor fight, and we're sitting there yakking about everything and and kind of hanging out because like you say, gotta still be safe with COVID, but we hadn't hung out in forever, so I was trying to watch his fight. We we're eating food, and all of a sudden, like literally. He erupts out of his chair and he, because he saw the bottom line at NFL Network. He's like, "What? What?" And I'm like, "What?" And I see like something with the Lions, and I'm like, "What did it say?" And he goes, "He goes, Lions and Matt Stafford mutually agree to part ways." I mean, gosh, l- let me get it out again. Oh, baby! <laughs> oh my, Grifka! Like, 
we had talked about this. We were both in agreement, which is something that never happens on the show. I have got to, I got to the point with Stafford, Matt, Patricia, Bob Quinn, where I just said, this isn't working. We need to move this forward. And sure enough, the quarterback, the team, everybody agreed that number nine, Stafford! he got to go. <laughs> and like, uh, we are going to get draft capital. He's going to get to move on. I have no ill will. Like this is going to help the franchise. This is going to ha- help Matt Stafford. This is like the perfect timing for the perfect thing. Because what me and you said, new head coach, new GM, new front office people, totally revamping the team into a new image. It couldn't have happened at a better time to move on from the quarterback as well. Like where were you when this went down? What were your thoughts? I mean, I can't tee it up any better than that. Go ahead. Yeah, I was in my living room and I was, um, like I said, I I can't, I think I was watching probably like a college hoop game or something on ESPN. And that came across the bottom and I like did a double take myself and I'm like, huh? So, what I instantaneously do, I mean, you go to like any social media, you know, platform and Griffin, it's like where, I said, just starts blowing up. Where, where could they find and, you on social media? I mean, just if they want to get the great news that you put out every day. Oh, they can find me on Twitter at, uh, at Grifka DKC. And like you, I mean, at Derek Oakery. <laughs> Grifka, know, so. if, if they write you, have you responded to anyone yet? Or are you still just, uh, you know, one tweet every calendar year or so? Oh, uh, one tweet every calendar year. My, uh, you know, my, I'm kind of like Confucius. I say a lot, you know, you know, just wise things every once in a while. You didn't you know? tweet out about number nine. <laughs> no, I, mean, I, I, I was going to let that one, you know, have everybody else, you know, say what they want to say about it. And I was like agreeing with some of them, disagreeing with some of them. But uh, like I said, it was a split fan base. Some are real happy. Some are really sad. Some are like, oh, it's going to be a bad day. It's just. I don't know. It's just one of those things where I was very surprised after all the talk that we, like I said, we agreed it was time to move on. But all these people are like, you know, it's not going to happen. They're going to keep him on the salary cap and all these other reasons why. So all these talking heads were like, yo, he's going to stay. He's going to stay. They're going to keep him. And I don't know, maybe he just didn't want to be part of a rebuild. And who knows? I mean, they can use the word retooling or whatever they want to make it sound like they're not too far away, but Maybe he saw the handwriting on the wall, and he just didn't uh, he didn't want to go through that again. So, like you said, no ill will. I'm not going to be one of those people that are going to be crying about him leaving town, calling him a team quitter and stuff like that. But like I said, we had we had agreed it was time to move on, go you know start fresh, start with somebody else, and they've completely blown out that front office. I don't even know if uh, your boy's there anymore, Mister Couple More for Coach, Mister Team Historian. You know <laughs> they might have got rid of him too because it was like. Dude, what history, man, are, are you here taking care of? You know, you know, get lost, dude. So, uh, you know, they're blowing out everybody. Grifka, let, let me let me circle back to something. I don't know if you threw that in there as a dig at me, something about him being a team quitter. But, Grifka, we know who the team quitter was on the Detroit Lions. He, he wore the number 81. He continues to talk about a couple million bucks that got taken back from, I don't know, maybe because he quit the team and didn't, <laughs> didn't fill out a contract. But we know who that is. Um, to me, this is no ill will at all on Matt Stafford. I mean, like I said, I was happy when 81 hung it up, so I didn't have to pay him, what, $25 million a year to play receiver. But 
eight years ago, five years ago, however long it's been, when that was ridiculous and was never going to win us the Super Bowl. To me, Matt Stafford isn't a quitter. He just, I'm surprised he stepped up to the plate and actually like wants to move forward rather than just towing the company line and doing the same old, same old. And like I said, I want to get this out right now. We'll probably talk more about it on Friday or in the next few weeks, whatever it may be. I'm still going to wear my Matt Stafford jersey. I, I still view him as the best quarterback I've seen in my life. I enjoyed him here as a Detroit Lion. Uh, you know, again, I don't hope he goes somewhere and struggles. But like I said, I also don't hold him up on this pedestal like some people do on Twitter. Like Griff said, you can find me at Derek Ogre, D-E-R-E-K-O-K-R-I-E. I mean, I think I've been pretty fair against him. Like, there's some people that he can't do no wrong. He is the greatest football player on the history of the planet. And, like, for me, it's just like, you look at the record, lots of stats, made a bunch of plays, didn't do anything wrong off the field, never came up big in big games, always was highly paid. Never really motivated the coach, the fan base, ownership to really get this thing headed in the right direction. Did all the stuff behind the scenes that we'll never know about. So it's like, to me, he was a above average football quarterback or football player on this team for 12 seasons. No, nothing bad against him, but I'm not going to put him in this upper echelon to hold us some crazy high standard when the, the W's in, in big games and, and especially playoffs aren't there. There's no Super Bowl trophies around Allen Park. I mean... It is what it is. So in my opinion, it was just, it was great for, it's great for all parties. And like, I know you're saying, I'll rebuild this, that, and the other. Grifka, you don't understand. We're about to get a first round pick plus for this guy. We're about to go into this draft class with some, with some ammunition. This regime can totally rebuild this team from top to bottom in their vision. Now, will they get it perfectly right? I don't know. We sure hope so. Will they clunk it up? We don't know. You can't just say, oh, they always do. This is These are all new people, and we're about to get some more of those new people here in a minute. So any other closing things on Stafford? Because I still respect the guy. I'm still going to rock the nine jersey at times. Probably going to get a number 32 or whoever our new quarterback is before it's all said and done, though, because we're turning the page. But, hey, hope he goes and wins big. Hope the Lions nail the picks they get for him and, and turn their team around. It's all good. Yeah, like you said, I mean, he was good for the community. He never had any issues off the field. Got, like you said, got a lot of respect for the guy. You know, I w- wish you luck in in the next city you go to, and um, I'm sure when he comes back, whatever the first game he plays here, I mean, I, I, you know, some people they still hate the guy. Oh, he never won, never won. But I can see him getting a standing ovation when he when he walks onto the field. So, once again, you know, thanks for the memories, Matt. Absolutely. Thank you for the memories. We will definitely applaud you when you come back. You will probably light us up, you know, if, if we don't uh, turn this thing around as quickly as we all hope. But uh, no, no big deal. Like I say, this is just this is great timing. I think it's it's all going to work out for the better. And, and like I said, the fan base just sort of needs to take that page and turn it as well as you got the memories. But hey. We need to win at a bigger level. We need another leader on this team, and we're going to get it. And that's that's very exciting for the next few weeks. I can't wait to talk more about it, hear all the rumor window and everything that's going to go on. Grifka, we still got way more Lions news to talk about. Anthony Lynn was then named the OC. My buddy Chops couldn't have been more fired up about the Matt Stafford news because he's pretty much been a Matt Stafford hater as well as, you know, he uh, just wanted to move on long ago. Um, he went crazy about this Ant, uh, Anthony Lynn news as the OC. He was just kind of like, 
he thought it was a great fit and this guy's a head coach and he he's going to get a run game going and you know I was on board with the run game part but there's things too that are a little worrisome but hey you know to me it's a pretty solid hire as OC they also got after the head coach was was hired we kind of got so fired up about that we missed it the uh the DC uh who's that Aaron Glenn Aaron Glenn the DC right Yes that is correct Yep so he's he's you know in that middle age kind of uh, got some mo never really done it before kind of ex- you know gets a lot of good reviews from around the country so between the new DC probably having some more swag some more um you know ways to connect with the players as well as just a new defense a new way of doing things i mean i'm excited about that anthony lynn i feel like he's going to be able to help dan campbell as well as just be a calming force and a a focus on the run game as well as you know deal with our new quarterback which is going to be great so i'm excited about it i'm not it's not a 10 for me but it's a pretty solid good hire and uh happy to have him on the staff what about you yeah same here i think um so you agree yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, um, <laughs> uh, I think Anthony Lynn, the hire, was like that a guy that we were talking about that has some experience in that type of position. You know, where you know your butt's on the line. You're the one making the calls. You're the one. I think he's good, especially since they're moving on from Stafford to kind of be that calming influence type of guy for a new quarterback either it be somebody that's drafted or maybe some young guy they're looking to bring in or even one of those veterans that's just a stopgap in the meantime you know like a Ryan Fitzpatrick a Tyrod Taylor somebody like that that um you know he'll have the respect of the of that quarterback so I thought that was kind of like the hire we had mentioned when we talked to Logan last week you know you know thinking you're going to bring in just somebody with no no experience or maybe bring in that guy who's been there before and i'm glad they got him because i think that coaching staff really needed it yeah i'm uh, i'm with you as well as like you know even if he's not running some crazy dynamic zinging around the yard type offense you saw what he did with justin herbert um, when he was in buffalo kind of calling plays or just dealing with the offense i think they had one of the top rush offenses in the league um, I think this is a great move for DeAndre Swift. I think he's going to get touches. I think he's going to be featured. I think hopefully they 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 don't forget they can catch the football as well because that other regime didn't uh, know at all to get Swift out in the pass game, use him like Kamara was used down in uh, in New Orleans. There, I'm really excited to see what they do with him as well as how they how they build this offense with some of the pieces they add and whatnot. So. I'm not going to get into draft today, Grifka. I'm not going to get into some of these quarterbacks and, and whatnot, but I think Anthony Lynn could be a calming force as well as somebody, like I said, that has been the head coach. Now, he was a debacle when it comes to timeouts, game management, you know, some of that stuff. But, you know, I watched him a hard knocks. I thought he had a great spirit about him, really uh, no nonsense. Also, the players seemed to like him. He just kind of um, just a, a great dude. I, I'm really kind of excited and also just calming that he's going to be there on the staff and as part of the offense and like you said my I mean biggest thing again not a knock on number nine is that if 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 nine was still sitting there and you and Lynn comes in to me it's same old same old because Stafford you know has been with all these coordinators and it always turns out to be sort of the same whereas now I think we're gonna see sort of what Anthony Lynn has as well as just what he can do um 
with a new guy at the helm that he can mold in his image rather than, you know, guy, Hey, I used to do this or I like this. I don't like this. You know, this new guy will just come in. Hey coach, what do you want? What do you want me to do? You want me to run the football? Do you want to go RPOs? Anything you want to do? I think he's going to be able to do with this team and I can't wait to see it. So Grifka, you would think that would be it. I mean, you think it'd be like, thanks everybody. Check you on Friday. No, (laughs) we are not done. The news keeps coming later that night. I believe it was or the next day. John Dorsey, a guy that a lot of people here wanted as the general manager, is coming on basically as like a consultant. And you know what John Dorsey does real well, Grifka? You don't want to know what he does really, really well? I think I know, but uh, why don't you uh, inform (laughs) us all? Dorsey Grifka is a freaking quarterback guy. He's he's found three, four quarterbacks in a row. He's also a freaking a-hole. He, no one likes him. He kind of walks around. He's very standoffish from what I hear. He's kind of his way or the highway. So there's a lot of volatility to this move. But, hey, John Dorsey locked in a room or locked in with some of these no-nonsense football guys where him and Dan Campbell can have a wrestling match if they need to. Hey, I think John Dorsey is going to help us find that quarterback of the future, find that talent, whether it be on offense or defense. I'm all for it. Like, you know, this could end badly with him, but hopefully he's here wearing his, what, you know, his, his, what are those shoes he wears? It's like the Nike. It's a, they used to sell them at Dick's Sporting Goods way back in the day when me and you were there in my like, you know, high, uh, early college years. They're like the. You're talking the Air Force Ones? <laughs> no, these are these are like those Nike Grandpa shoes, the with the with the one blue swoosh and the all white. That's what he wears. Oh. Gosh, they have they have a name. I forget. It's like when me and me and you or everybody would sell people those New Balance. They were just white and blue with the big N yep. on the side, and that was it. Like the 453s or whatever those were. That's what he does. He yep. rocks that and that dumbass sweatshirt he always wears with his button down that just has the team name on it, like back from the 80s. That, that's how John Dorsey rules but hey like i said he knows how to find some talent i was excited to kind of add this move to the mix and hope he doesn't you know spoil the uh broth there yeah this i mean you mentioned quarterback but i I think he's a little more than that i think he like you said talent overall i think he's a good judge of talent overall he's really brought some talented players to the teams that he's been to it's just like you mentioned though he kind of wears out his welcome with people he wears thin, maybe because he was in that position where, you know, he was, you know, pretty high up GM. He was the one making the decisions and he just didn't want to hear other people. But if he's in as a consultant and yeah, the the collaboration type thing, that word kind of keeps creeping back. But uh, since he's not the one that people have to answer to, maybe it's one of those things where he's here a little longer. Yeah, I hope it works, man. Griffith, I'd love to stop there, but we got to keep this thing moving. Griffith, they hired the Rams pro personnel guy which should mesh really well with brad holmes brad holmes is the draft guy we got pro personnel now from the rams Grifka, they went out and got deuce <laughs> hiring deuce staley as the running backs coach i don't think we could get a better running backs coach when it comes to a name which i know you love um just an ability i mean they have a drill named after him at the combine the deuce staley drill which i'm sure deandre swift did more than uh, was was swift at last week uh, last year as well as just kind of nail and what a hire that was i mean gosh they just keep coming i i forget the guy's name i, I want to say uh they just got the the special teams coach they've been clamoring for from the eagles he looks like a uh, another young guy that probably bring in moxie and not call his own fake kicks you know what i mean i i 
I think everything's going in the right direction here, Griff. I think we have a dominant and alpha male head coach that can also relate to players and not be a jerk, which it turns out like Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn both were freaking jerks and and just pissed everyone off and just ruined our team. We have a GM who's smart, he's passionate, he's ready to go, and I feel like he's got enough moxie, enough stones too, where he's going to be able to make some good picks, hang in there, not be bullied around, not make, you know, some of these goofs that we've done, you know, Jelani Tavai and all this other garbage. And and then he supported him with Dorsey and, and your pro personnel guy who you're used to. They just brought in a, a cornerbacks coach who I guess like Jeff Okuda loves and Jalen Ramsey loves and he's got crazy swag and he's on mic'd up getting crazy. Grifka, I feel like this whole show, this whole Detroit Kool-Aid cast it's got me all fired up. I mean, I'm ready to just drink it in. I mean, you know how we do? Drink it in, man. I mean, get the cornbread out. Cornbread! Cornbread! Like, are, are you ready to go or what? We have a, in one week's time, we went from meh and ho-hum with Logan last week until the head coach stepped up to the podium and told us this. You've had enough of that shit. Exactly. And then he went and said this. We're going to bite a kneecap off. We're going to smile at you. We're going to take your other kneecap. We're going to smile at you. And when we do, we're going to take another hunk out of you. We're going to smile at you. We're going to be the last one standing. All right. That's going to be the mentality. Exactly, Dan Campbell. I mean, freaking just just, just bring it up. Thank, let's get Frank Ribble in here. Wow. 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 Grifka, this is a good day, a good week, a good few days. For the Detroit Lions. Yeah, the thing is, like you said, all these guys are bringing in. They have like this swag, this attitude. They also seem to be a little younger coaching staff. I mean, yeah, Matt Patricia came in. He brought in a guy who last, you know, the, the, the last video he actually watched was on the reel to reel where you're. <laughs> He's watching like black and white videos of players and stuff like that. You had enough of that. They have the young talent in there that may connect more with today's athlete i know people say that a lot and people kind of like you hear get off my lawn afterwards they should do what it's but no i mean that's kind of what they did here i mean it's almost like anthony lynn is the uh is the uh i don't know the old godfather of of the coaching staff that everybody's like the wise guru everybody's gonna go to and everybody else is just like that young hungry guy that's gonna go out there getting guys faces you know and knows how to talk to today's younger players that um they're going to grow together and they're going to become a good team. And yeah, I think some points I'm reading, you know, other people's or other teams fan sites and they're just making fun of Dan Campbell's, you know, press conference, laughing at him. It's a joke. Even some of the stuff on the four letter network, you know, Fox sports, people are all, you know, some of those are like, this is just stupid and blah, 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 pretty much. But, you know, yeah, maybe not this first year. You might be still kicking them down, but yeah, give it, you know, Give it the next year. They're going to come out and beating the crap out of you guys, and they're going to be wondering where this Detroit Lions team came from. Grifka, I I think you hit it on the head, man. Absolutely. Bingo! 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 Oh, baby! Grifka, you want to know what Dan Campbell has said to all those people clowning him? Yeah, what? You've had enough of that shit. <laughs> Grifka, I've saved one of the better things for last. Are you ready for this? This is how we're going to end the show. You ready? Okay. Yeah. Are you, sit- are you sitting down? Uh-huh. Grifka, within the last month or so since the season ended, 
we we we've booted out the two jerks. We've now we're moving on from the quarterback. We have new excitement, new revamped leaders, strong leaders for the Detroit Lions. We have some young players on the team. You know me, loving the draft, looking to get some absolute puzzle pieces this year or next year that we can actually, like, can you imagine two first-rounders, first and third, you know, some other picks to be able to move around and, and get some absolute blue-chip talent. Grifka, I'm here to tell you, I'm keeping my season tickets, Grifka. The Lions, this is going to be a new Lions team. I got it all worked out. There's a friend of mine. She's a great friend, Chris. She has a great family. Her kids, her kids' kids, they love the Detroit Lions. Talked to her. I said, I want to keep these tickets. This has got me fired up. I think it's going to be a good future. I know everyone's heard that before, blah, blah, blah. But this is the Detroit Kool-Aid cast, everybody. Drink it in, man. I said, Chris, I'd love to split these tickets with you and your family, let you guys go to the games. I want to continue to go to some games with my buddies. Let's make this happen, and she couldn't have been more on board. So, Grifsky, I know you're going to have to, like, take that crowbar and kind of creak open that wallet of yours, but, buddy, me and you will be there opening day. Heaven forbid we get through this damn pandemic. Me and you, opening day, hopefully at Ford Field. Dan freaking Campbell, hopefully a new signal caller. Everything rolling in a new, different direction for the Detroit Lions. Grifka. Are you fired up? And I, I got your favorite sound bite so I can answer it for you. Oh, woo! That's how it's going down, baby. I'm so fired up right now. I might just go outside and melt all the snow that fell today. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm freaking talking about, man. We're not giving up on this team. We're continuing to drink that freaking Detroit Kool-Aid. Drink it in, man. We're going to hear a lot of this coming up. Touchdown, Detroit Lions! Grifka, we ain't going to hear any more of this. Stafford! But what we are going to do is turn this thing around. We're going to start to win ball games, and we're just going to get everybody fired up here in the city of Detroit drinking that Detroit Kool-Aid. Grifka, there ain't nothing else to say. This has been a fired-up show. We got the people all lathered up. There's only one thing left to do. Do you have anything else? For the people. Uh, nope. We've said it all, everybody. Grifka don't have to say anything else. He just has to give us the nope, which he's done on over probably 300 straight podcasts where he didn't have anything else for the people at the end. Everybody, Grifka doesn't have to say it. He's just telling you to do this. Drink it in, man. Drink that freaking Detroit Kool-Aid. Drink it in, everybody. We got a new coach, new GM, new quarterback, new players on offense and defense, new schemes, young, hungry coaches on both sides of the football. Everybody, we'll check you on Friday where we're talking more about this new Detroit Lions. I hope you're fired up. We'll be drinking that Detroit Kool-Aid. Thank you guys so much for listening. Take care, everybody. We're out. Drink it in, man.